What's happening guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Zeddy Training Podcast. So hope you are keeping well and safe first and foremost. As promised, today I wanted to cover the month of Ramadan because it's a very important month of course in the Islamic calendar. Um, But one of the most important things that we get asked about a lot is can I gain weight? Can I lose weight during the month of Ramadan? Now, I don't blame people for asking this because you're fasting and fasting in itself has some perceived benefits, some benefits, but a lot of the time with regards to weight gain and weight loss, there is a lot of misinformation out there. So today I'm just going to cover the basics, the stuff that you need to know. Okay, I'm not going to bore you too much. Please pay attention to this podcast. Okay, so you need to understand that the month of Ramadan or any other month of the year does not mean that your weight loss or weight gain will be different in any way. What matters most is how much you eat. So when it comes to the month of Ramadan, you just have to bear in mind that it's the total number of calories that matter, regardless of whether it's in a seven hour window or a 24-hour window does not matter. It's a question that we get asked about a lot and unfortunately because of the internet and the digital age there's lots of misinformation being spread. So how do we approach Ramadan when it comes to a goal? Now we're going to talk about people who want to lose weight first of all. Think about it okay so you've got about seven six seven hours to eat whenever it may be. I'm not sure about the exact time but you've got that time to eat. Now Chances are you may not be awake for the whole time, so of course we need to be realistic. But the problem is, the reason most people struggle to hit their calorie target during Ramadan, unless you're having like fried foods for every day, um, then yeah, it's easy to because fats, um, fried foods generally are you know super high in calories. But for the majority of people, people end up losing weight without realizing it. Now yes, some of this will be water weight, but you can lose some body fat. The reason for that is because you, if you guys probably know by now, if you follow us, a calorie deficit, so a negative energy balance is what you need to lose weight, okay? Now you think about this for a second. You break your fast, you have lots of water, you have a few dates, whatever it may be, you have your main meal, okay? Obviously prayer sandwich in between that. Now you stuff yourself. Chances are you're looking at potentially six, seven, eight hundred calories if it's a somewhat unhealthy but at the same time healthy meal i don't like using that word but let's just look at it that way and then you get on with the rest of the night so you pray you do what needs to be done and then by the time it comes to you know midnight just after your evening prayers then you either go to sleep then you wake back up again for fudger or you stay awake okay in most cases what we found is people do not consume anything for uh, suhoor okay for seri time and it's, it's very common. People are just too stuffed. They don't feel like eating. And because of that, their only real main meal has come earlier when they've broken their fast. So potentially 1,000, 1,200 calories in total if they snack. This amount of calories is, it, people can follow it, but it's quite low. And that's why people achieve a deficit and they don't, they don't, they don't actually realize what's happening here. They think the fasting, the process of fasting itself is causing the weight to drop off. No, it's not. What's happening is because you're not eating during that period, during the time that you can eat, you're just not consumed enough. And over the course of 24, 48 hours, you know, three, four, five days, what's happening is your body's in a negative energy balance 
and now it's going to tap into unwanted body fat you'll sacrifice some muscle tissue some water mass as well um, but you'll lose some body fat and that's how you lose weight during ramadan it's no different to any other time in the month so when people talk about intermittent fasting all you're doing is you're pushing back the time you have to eat that's all guys please bear this in mind okay once again Ramadan or the process of fasting does not burn fat contrary to what you know these idiots are saying on Instagram they're not really looking at it on a biological level they don't understand what's actually happening here the only thing that influences fat is energy balance okay if you are looking for just weight loss on the scale that's easy okay but it's not going to change anything you'll gain that back if you just focus on that okay guys so we've We've gone over that. We'll talk about the foods in just a second. On the flip side, you can gain weight during Ramadan by doing exactly the same thing, but just consuming more calories. This is why some people who say, oh, I end up gaining weight during Ramadan. Well, it's because you're eating a lot of the, I don't want to say good food or bad food, but the wrong types of foods. So your your spring rolls, your smose, that sort of thing. Generally speaking, when you make foods that are dipped in oil fried generally or even have lots of oil in them they're very calorie dense so i'll talk about this in a second anyway but it's the exact same concept okay you've just gained you've gained body fat because you've consumed more energy in that space of time and again i've done this i did it last year actually and people can do it because when you consume you know it's not the fact that you've consumed two spring rolls you're going to gain weight no you can eat, in theory, two spring rolls every day and still lose weight because if you just ate them, chances are they won't put you in a calorie uh, surplus, more of a, you know, going above the energy balance, okay? So when people eat, you know, a large meal, some people can actually have proper desi fried food for iftari time and they don't eat anything else and they can still either maintain or lose weight because chances are, they may have potentially only consumed about 1,000 to 1,500 calories, which is still fairly low. That's it. It's not the fact that you're feeling bloated and sickly that you think you're going to gain weight. No. Okay, yeah, they may impact you that way, but as far as weight gain or weight loss is concerned, it's all about the amount of calories you consume over a 24-hour period and whether that's sustained over the next couple of days, okay? And that is what allows weight gain or weight loss to happen. That's all, guys, okay? Please don't overthink it. So now you've got that. Now, again, significant um, the significance of Ramadan, obviously in the Islamic calendar, it can't be overstated. It's, it's important in that element, of course, okay? I get that. I appreciate that. But as far as changing your body, no, it doesn't make it special, okay? You can absolutely achieve a goal, but you need to understand what is actually happening, okay? Good. Let's move on now. The foods. Now, when it comes to foods, you get told all the time, oh, don't have fizzy juice, don't have samosa, spring rolls, don't have, you know, oily salads, don't have any of that. And people just say, because it's bad for you. Well, not really. In high amounts, yes, it's bad. But the problem is people are not explaining why it's unhealthy. Because if you're somebody who's watching your weight, you need to understand this, okay? Each gram of protein and each gram of carbohydrate is four cal up to yeah four calories okay so you're looking at your rice your potatoes your pasta your breads and then your chicken your eggs your fish you know the protein sources um eggs maybe not i'll explain in a second um, but each gram is four calories each gram of fat is nine calories okay now when you make your handy and you're making your salads and whatever it may be 
If you're somebody who lives in a joint house or maybe you do it yourself and you just put oil straight from the bottle, you need to realize that each tablespoon of oil is about 120 calories, okay? That's quite a lot, okay? That is quite a bit. I would rather have a packet of crisps, <laughs> but think about this for a second. Now, we do get people, and some of our clients do it, and our members, where they measure it out. You know, it's easy. You just take a tablespoon and just put it out consciously. But a lot of people are pouring from the bottle because they just want to make sure the food's cooked properly and it's well-tasting, obviously, okay? Now, we estimated um, when we were doing food diaries and logs with a lot of our members over the last kind of two years, um, we just took two years because it's the most recent, um, people were actually consuming, those who had traditional desi food, Asian, South Asian foods at home, consumed anywhere between four to 600 extra calories, okay, because of these cooking methods. No, in fact, that's a lie. Three to 600 calories, okay? It was it, cha- it was kind of varied quite a bit. Now, the reason people say fats are bad for you, they're not bad for you. Healthy fats are good for you, but again, even healthy fats can cause you to gain weight if you consume more than you need to, okay? Always remember that. So the reason these foods are supposed to be bad for you is because the smosse, the spring rolls, what else? Do we have shami kebabs? Do they still have them in June Ramadan? I have no idea. Um, that sort of thing, okay? These foods are more calorically dense, okay? It's not that you've just shoveled in one samosa as soon as the azan goes and you just want to now uh, panic because you think you've gained a lot of weight. No, I have broken my fast several times with a spring roll, okay? And I'm doing just fine. It's the quantity, okay? These foods, when they're subdued in oil, they absorb more calories without realizing that's what makes it taste good. So I know there's a big craze with using um, the active fry, isn't it? The air fryer. People want to bake their small saints spring rolls. And yeah, that does significantly reduce calorie content. But if you are if you live in a household where you don't really have a lot of fried foods, then forget the active fry for God's sake. Just enjoy the samosa, the spring roll, whatever it may be, and you'll live, okay? Don't worry. So that's why when it comes to fried foods and oily foods, you just want to be careful because... Not because they make you gain weight just like that. No, it's the fact that they have more calories and they're very easy to consume. So I don't know about you guys, but I can't stop at one samosa. That's why I need to be careful. So you just need to be mindful of the fact that if there's roast chicken, if there's chicken pasta, if there's even if there's roti salad when the oil's not that heavy, whatever meals you're having, you know, make sure that those will be your go-to's, and you just have any fried goods is a bit of a side, okay? Not too much of it. And that's all you have to know, okay? It's the fact that these foods have more fats, fats have more calories, and if you overconsume, yeah, potentially you can gain weight. And that's the reason we say just be careful, okay? Fizzy juice, again, a bit of an obvious one. If it's a diet one, you'll be fine. But, you know, the best tip I can give you is to try and avoid it and just drink more water because fluid... Um, fluid balance in the body is completely out of whack, so you want to get hydrated as soon as possible, okay? So that's one word on fried foods. So when it comes to, okay, so what shall I eat? Now, we've got a Ramadan guide, so I can't really talk you through it because there's lots of examples we're going to give you, but the best tip I can give you, please listen to this, is, yeah, you want to have the traditions, so there'll be lots of jats and all that sort of thing, right? I get that, but don't eat any differently than, you know, what you would eat in any other time of the year, okay? Just consume the food that you've been consuming and that's it. Now, if it's a big house and it's traditions, I get you can't really do that, but don't overthink it. What would you eat on any other normal day? Okay, well, make that for Ramadan as well and that's it. 
You can add some extras to it, of course. You're going to make it interesting and fun for the kids. I get that. But Ramadan food, now you've got your, like I said, you've got your dates as well. Then you'll have your traditional foods as well on top of that. But as far as overall food intake goes, it's no different, okay? Please don't look at Ramadan as a special as a special month, of course. But when it comes to food, that suddenly you gain weight during it or suddenly you can lose weight. No, it's just the exact same idea as any other time of the year. It's the amount you eat, okay? It's that unhealthy foods tend to have more calories. That's the short of it, okay? So food-wise, consume the same foods. Now, a lot of people, when you're trying to consume enough protein, because you probably all know that protein is extremely important, um, it's going to be hard. So we recommend using or utilizing protein powders during the month of Ramadan. It's extremely convenient, and it just allows you to get in a protein hit um, as soon as possible because uh, protein powders are liquid form, basically. So I tend to, personally, I need a lot of calories, okay? So I'm not showing off, but I need to consume about two and a half to maintain my body weight. Um, so what I do is I break my fast with two dates, and I have a big smoothie. So I'll put some semi-skim milk on this and water, uh, two scoops of protein powder, uh, some peanut butter and a banana. So that gives me about roughly about six to 700 calories, okay? Now, again, that's because my body runs off that, okay? So it's not too filling. And when I go and pray and do my thing, come back, have some more water, and then I can have my main meal. So you want to try and break it up. The reason too many of you are struggling to eat enough is because you're just stuffing yourself as soon as the azan goes. That's probably not the right way to go about it because your stomach's been empty and you're just you know, unloading this huge volume of food just like that, that's quite taxing for the body, okay? Your digestive system needs to, what's the word? Warm up, basically. That's why you need to make sure you get enough water. So if you're not somebody who wants to use a protein powder, they're not bad for you, just please remember that. But some people just don't want to use them, and that's fine, okay? Just drink a lot of water. Break your fast, have a date or two, drink lots of water, then go and pray, do your thing, come back, and then have your main meal. Make sure it's more protein-based, okay? And then you can you'll be able to space the foods out. Now the one thing to bear in mind is fiber intake during Ramadan's probably going to take a bit of a hit, and I would not advise that you increase it dramatically because you're not going to be able to pull in enough water. So you've got soluble and insoluble fiber, and you want to be making sure there's adequate water going into your body. That won't be possible, um, and ex- from experience from people doing it as well in the past, when you have a lot of vegetables it's going to upset your stomach the following day. Let's just leave it at that. So you just want to make sure that you're not having crazy amounts. Now, of course, having a salad and a little bit is good. It's practical. But I'll be honest, now people may give me some pushback on this because they're saying, oh, you're not saying saying not to eat vegetables. Um, No, I'm just saying, yeah, have them, but don't have them in high amounts because your water is not, you're not going to get enough water um, to help it push through your stomach. Okay, so just always remember that. Um, as far as other foods go, so fruits is, is very important. Fruit sugars are not bad for you, contrary to what people may say. Fruit sugars, like with any other food, or just fruits generally have calories. If you overconsume, you will gain weight. Okay, that's it. So if you want to have a fruit chat, if you want to have any other types of fruits, go for it. Enjoy it. Take a chill pill, okay? So that's kind of the food element of it. So just a quick recap, you can gain weight, you can lose weight. It comes into the amount Fried foods are not bad for you if you just have a little bit. They don't cause the weight to gain, body to gain weight. What the hell was I saying there? Um, And it's the fact that fats have more higher calories. So if you're somebody who wants to eat a bit healthy, but you're somebody who wants to keep the weight up and you don't want to consume too little, have healthy fats. 
have some nuts, have a tablespoon of peanut butter, which is my favorite. Have, you know, a lot of our American and Canadian followers um, will resonate with that one. Um, have a tablespoon of olive oil and drizzle it over your salad, some healthy fats. Um, what else do we have there? Have whole eggs. Whole eggs are great. Put some cheese on there if you want as well. Flax seeds, chia seeds, avocado, dark chocolate. The, you know, the list is endless. So just make sure you eat a little bit more of this if you find that you can't consume enough calories and you'll hit it easily. Okay. The most simplest one is a glass of full fat milk and a tablespoon of peanut butter. That's about 400 calories or so easy. Okay. Done. Now, exercise. Uh, by the way, guys, before I go on, some of this may go you know, past you over your head because I can talk a little bit faster. Maybe my accent's not easy to pick up. So don't worry. This will be summarized in a PDF which we release every year and we update it, of course, as well. So it should be um, up soon. We're probably going to release it a week before Ramadan. So don't panic. It'll be in a written format so you can always refer to it. Exercise. What do you do with exercise? Well, first of all, I would recommend, strongly recommend you do not work out in a fasted state. Now, it's a personal choice. I know some trainers train during um, the fasted period and they recommend it. Probably a little bit irresponsible because for them, not really because they're experienced and they, they kind of know their body almost. But for a lot of people, we deal a lot with mums, busy individuals, people who've got you know a bit of weight on them and they want to make sure that you're not causing them to potentially pass out or you know, gets in a hypo, hyper state or hypo really. Um, so you need to be making sure that when you are considering exercise, the best time probably is going to be after you've broken your fast. Now, the other thing to consider is if you're a mum or if you're somebody who helps out, um, you know, preparing food for iftar, it's not going to be easy to do a workout for God's sake, you know, before you break your fast. So I would probably recommend two things. Okay. So you train later in the day. I recommend three things. Okay. Train later in the day or after you've broken your fast, sorry. Um, you can do a walk during your fasting period because walking is something that's very low impact. And in actual fact, a lot of our clients um, scale the workouts back and they focus on their steps during Ramadan. And it works, okay? Because remember, it's all about calorie balance. Um, or don't do anything, which is another thing that I would recommend because four weeks in the grand scheme of things is much. There's this thing in the body called muscle memory. There's quite a lot to it, but in short, you can't just unlearn everything in the space of four weeks. Yes, the first two to three weeks after Ramadan, you'll feel weak, you'll feel tired, but give it a couple of weeks and you'll pick things back up a lot faster, okay? You'd be very surprised. So with regards to exercise, please don't train in a fasted state thinking it's going to burn fat. It is not, okay? Once again, fasted training does not cause fat loss. It doesn't make your progress any better. It's all about energy, okay? One more time, energy, calories, that's what matters. So if you don't want to train, don't worry about it. Use this moment or this month rather as a time to focus on your steps and you'll be just fine. Listen, I promise you, okay? So that's the exercise. Um, if you're somebody who trains with weights, again, definitely not a smart idea to train fasted. You won't have enough fluid in your muscles. Sodium levels will be quite low and your muscles can cramp, okay? And that's not a good feeling. I've been there. So again, you know, when you're looking at weight training, it uses up stored um, glycogen, so stored carbohydrates in your muscles. Predominantly, that's its preferred source. So you just want to be making sure that you uh, don't train in a fasted state. If you're somebody who, for example, is an athletic individual or training means a lot to you, and if you've got the luxury to do so, then what you can do is break your fast, get two to three dates in you, get some potassium in you, get some sugars in you, drink a lot of water. Uh, if you want to go and pray, you can. Continue drinking water, and then you can train if you want. 
or hit a protein shake with dates and some water when you when you uh, the azan goes. Uh, then pray if you if you pray, and then then train after that. Okay, because you've got some quick acting food in you, whey protein and some sugars in the form of dates. Okay, simple like that. So again, if you want to prioritize training, you can, but you can't be having a heavy meal and then thinking I'll train half an hour after that. Try and get some quick sugars in use, a quick protein source, then train, then come back, have your main meal, and then you know do whatever you want to do. Okay, so that's another thing I would recommend. Um, some people like to train before fudger time, so just before um, sun up. So if you, you want to do that, I mean you can, but I personally don't recommend that um, that you do that. Okay, so that's the exercise component of things. And guys, to be honest, this podcast can go longer, but there's no need because Ramadan is a time where you should specifically just focus. Number one, obviously on the significance of the month itself, of course, but just keeping an eye on your nutrition overall because. It's not an excuse to gain weight or even lose weight. If you don't want to focus on weight loss, you don't have to. Just focus on what the month's about. And then also with nutrition, just know that at the end of the day, energy balance matters. If you have, a, if you want to order something out or have fried foods one day, freaking hell, go for it. Don't hold back, okay? You're not going to gain significant amounts of weight in one day. It's not possible. If you did it every day, yes, you may need to be careful, but... If you have, for example, I know someone did a KFC once, I don't know how you can do that, um, do it, that's okay. And then for the following day, then just um, get back to basics and keep it simple. Keep it fairly healthy, and if you want to enjoy your fried foods here and there, you can, just not overconsume. okay? It's unrealistic for someone to say to you, you need to cut all these out because it's bad for you. Well, you need to add some context for God's sake, okay? But if you're having it in moderation, if you want to break your fast, um, and have a samosa, you can, you know, an extra 250 calories or so. I mean, it's a bit much, obviously, but again, it's not going to make or break your progress, okay? Um, so just please bear that in mind. Exercise-wise, scale it back. You don't have to train heavy. You're not going to lose your progress. You'll gain back whatever you lost. If you lost a bit of muscle, it's muscle memory is a thing. Please don't panic. Um, very, very important. Now, we've got a Ramadan guide coming up. So that'll be something to pay attention to. Uh, it'll give you lots more ideas and tips. I mean, as ideas, like I said, treat it like any other month, but people like to just see stuff, pictures and stuff. So um, we'll post some ideas and give you some pictures on what you can have for your three main meals, uh, or your, your two main meals, really. And um, yeah, hopefully that should help. We have received a significant amount of coaching inquiries, and we do get this every year for Ramadan. Um, so at the time of recording this, I believe we've only got two to three places left. We normally do consultations to discuss suitability, so we don't just enroll anyone. Um, but people love working with us during Ramadan because they want it to be a bit of a springboard so they can focus on losing a little bit, which they can. If you work with a coach or a trainer or someone and you're following a plan, you can easily lose weight during Ramadan if you know what you're doing. Um, but you don't have to. You can wait. Of course you can. Um, so if you're still thinking about it, um, I don't know whether because we've got about five consultations over the next two days. So... Again, we may be booked up, but if you're still keen and if you want to work with us, you absolutely can. Just drop us a message and someone will get back to you. Um, but you don't really need to because we're going to give it a free guide and if people can follow it, then you'll get all the help that you need. Okay, so hopefully I've covered the basics, guys. It's probably something you you may already have known or maybe you're annoyed because you thought I was going to give you some special weight loss formula. Nope, I'm not giving you that because it doesn't exist. Okay, you just have to understand at the end of the day, it's all about energy balance, calorie balance, 
how much do you eat during the fasting period? Sorry, how much? That doesn't make any sense. How much do you eat during the feeding period? Um, and that's all that matters because it's no different to any other time of the year. You can consume all of your calories in six to seven hours. You can consume them all in, you know, an 18 hour period. It doesn't really matter. It's all about the amount at the end of the day and at the end of the week. Right, guys? So hopefully that makes some sense if you've got any questions about that i tried to put this out a little bit before ramadan in case people have questions um if you found any value in this you know people don't but it'd be really awesome if you left a little review if you are an ios uh, user uh, reviews mean a hell of a lot you probably didn't know that but it definitely does and it tells or gives other people an insight and it only takes 10 seconds out of your day so drop us a review let us know how you found the podcast episode and if you found any value in it share it with people tell people You know, why don't you put this on your stories and tag us? Let us know how you found it. This is the kind of stuff that drives us because it helps us to know what people find helpful and what is valuable to you guys. Otherwise, we'll just be spitting out random nonsense that isn't really relevant. Right, guys, if I don't catch up with you guys before the month of Ramadan, or if I don't speak to any of you before then, have a blessed one. I I may do one during the month of Ramadan, just depending on time. Really, really busy during that time, but I'll try my best to do so. If you've got any questions about any of this, ping us a message and I'll hope to hear from you guys very soon. All the best.